everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, and today I am joined by my friend, Alyssa Weinzimmer, voice and presence coach and founder of Voice Body Connection. How are you doing today, Alyssa? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. Thank you for being here. Well, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit more about like uh, what exactly it is that you do as a voice and presence coach. Yeah. So I sometimes joke that if I had, if, if we all came out of the womb with, you know, a purpose stamped on our forehead, mine would have said voice. It would say voice because I'm just all about the human voice. It's totally my thing. And I've been that way since I was a kid. I did a lot of musical theater. So singing, dancing, acting, like was a total performer all through my adolescence, high school, college. Um, and then the other reason that I really got into this is because when I was 21 years old, I was a senior at the university of Southern California, I had a pretty traumatic vocal episode where I lost my voice due to a hemorrhage and acid reflux. And after that, after, you know, X number of years taking my voice for granted and just thinking that it would work how I wanted it to, when I wanted it to, I realized I needed to study the human voice and understand what was going on with mine so I could actually take good care of it. So fast forward, what I do now is I work with both public speakers and professional singers and really anyone who uses their voice in a professional capacity, which by the way, is all of us. And um, I work on helping us have a healthy voice, a confident voice and an authentic voice. So what you're telling me is by the time that we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to have one of those happy, healthy, confident voices. I mean, Jared, I've been listening to you on the podcast already and in this moment, and you already sound very happy and confident. But yes, I think it would be actually very appropriate if we did an exercise together today, if you would like to. We should do it. We should totally do it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to be nervous anyhow. But uh, all right. Well, I I guess I'd love to kind of just really zoom in on the beginning. I know you've been with uh, Kajabi for a little while now. I think it's around over five years. Is that correct? So I had a mentor tell me about Kajabi in probably 2015. And so I got on the waiting list for the new Kajabi. And I was actually my online course, my first course was ready to go. And I was waiting for you guys to email me that the new Kajabi was ready. So I've, I've been in since 2016. I love it. Well, I mean, going back, you know, that far uh, in history, I know it's not that long ago, but like, (laughs) (laughs) it kind of feels like, I mean, you really were kind of at the the forefront or even maybe like somewhat of a pioneer in the space. Like, I I mean, tell like, what were you doing? Was this like your full-time gig prior to Kajabi or like, what was it that you were doing at that point in time? Yeah. So I was in graduate school. I was getting a master of fine arts in theater voice pedagogy, which is a very fancy way of saying that I was studying the human voice in a drama department. And that's what I was doing directly before. I also, I started my business in 2011. So I've been voice teaching now at this point for over a decade, really. And while I was studying the human voice and getting more deeply into it than I ever had, because I'd also done other certifications, including another theater voice certification called Fitzmorris Voice Work and a yoga certification. And then I was in grad school. I was really starting to realize 
kind of a modular step-by-step idea of what happens with our human voice. And I'll even, like we said, I'll tell you right now, we'll actually get into this. Essentially, in order to make a sound as a human, first and foremost, we need to have an impulse to make sound. We have to have some reason to even say anything. Once we have that impulse, the next thing that happens is our whole body responds. And there's all sorts of different movements that can be involved in voicing. One of the very important movements is breathing, of course. And then as the breath travels up through our windpipe, through our vocal folds, it sets them into motion and that creates the onset of vibration and sound. What happens next in a human body, which is really interesting and makes us unique in the animal kingdom, is that we change the shape of our vocal tract, which is the tube between our vocal cords and our mouth and our nose. And as we change the shape of that, we make resonance and then we articulate and we speak language. So that's like what I was learning over the course of a handful of years, just to give you an overview. And I wanted to put all of that in a course. And um, I was, you know, kind of teaching that course live. I was teaching portions of that course. I was running a related business about voice stuff. But by the time Kajabi came onto my radar, I really basically had that curriculum designed in my brain. And I wanted to create a class called How Your Voice Works that explained all those steps of our human voice. From the moment this was an idea, this was a course in your mind. Like this was not something that you were going to like teach like in in like public settings or in person, or this was always a course? Really good question. So I had been teaching it in lots of different settings. I was teaching when I was in graduate school. That was part of my job was to also be teaching, um, teaching public speaking classes, classes for actors. When I moved, um, before I moved, when I was in Los Angeles, I was teaching voice classes. So I'd basically been teaching in, you know, a classroom format for quite a while. And I suppose I, I actually now very much realize, and you're, you're right that I, I was a very early pioneer among my colleagues. I was very connected to my voice and speech colleagues and theater departments around really the globe. Also, um, you know, yoga colleagues and somatic movement colleagues. And I was one of the first among the people I knew to be like, I think this online course thing is going to be a thing. And I just really intuitively wanted to put it into an online course that anyone could digest anywhere at any time. So when you, you got on kind of the list for Kajabi, did you think of this as something that was like really going to be your, your full-time gig? Did you think of this was like, how are you conceptualizing what this would do for you from a career standpoint? Yeah, I think I did know it was going to be my full-time time gig. I didn't know how soon I was going to be able to do that. I was still doing classroom teaching at the time, but I have, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something fun, Jared. When I was in middle school, like really young, I, I started my first business then. I've always been very entrepreneurially minded. And um, that business was actually selling uh, all natural lip balms and body sprays. So I've obviously diverged in terms of what I'm selling, but I've just always felt that I was going to be in business for myself. And if anything, what's happening right now is I'm starting to my own surprise come around and realize that my performing life is actually an important part of everything I do as well, my own singing. And um, that's making its way back into the balance. So now like my business is part of my full-time and my own creativity is also part of it. But I always knew that I was going to be voice teaching full-time. Yeah, I did. That, that's cool. So it sounds like this like really came in almost like a natural progression. You, you started this in college. You've always kind of done this. When did it actually become a business and how long did that take for you to get from the stage where I, I don't know if you maybe you haven't even shut down. Maybe you still do train um, in person. But how long did that take to kind of move from whatever it was that was kind of supporting you 
uh, on a day-to-day basis to something that could you know actually support your needs strictly in the course format? Yeah. So from the day I marched into the um, you know office in Los Angeles to submit my doing business as, which was in 2011. And by the way, the business was called Alyssa Weinzimmer Holistic Voice and Yoga Coach back then. It hardly fit on a business card. Um, I changed the name of the company in 2015. And then I was, like I said, I was not full-time for quite a while, but I went full-time in my business at the end of 2017. So if that you know gives anyone perspective, it took me six years of doing this as a side hustle for it to become full-time. And even then, like I'm the type of person who's very willing to take a leap. I'm not super risk averse. So you know, it took some time to really build the income of the business so that I felt comfortable um, over the last handful of years. It's been a real journey. I find with running, especially an online business, there's really an ebb and a flow always. There's an ebb and a flow for me of how much I meet with people in person. That's maybe post-COVID sort of coming back. But my business has been mostly online for a while, including pre-COVID. There's also an ebb and a flow of my clients wanting live training. So me in real time on Zoom or wherever, as opposed to pre-recorded, they just log into the Kajabi portal and they watch it when they want to. So I've I've been adapting. I feel like I'm I go in waves with all of that. So around two years from kind of inception to like, this is the real deal. I think that's kind of the perfect segue to kind of, I'd love to get a better understanding of like, in addition to timing, which is always, you know, patience and persistence is, is so crucial to establishing yourself in any business, offline or online, whatever the case, like what were some of the struggles that you found kind of getting up and running uh, throughout your journey here? So I think they're administrative for me and I'm actually pretty good at administration, but it's not my zone of genius. But I I do go into this flow. And one thing I'll say about using Kajabi, I sometimes I actually have for many years called it going into a Kajabi rabbit hole. Like if I'm going to design a landing page or if I'm trying to figure out something about my mailing list and how to sort it and how to make sure that I'm, you know, sending emails to the right people. That's the stuff that's the biggest challenge for me. And it's also, I feel so grateful. Part of the reason I've been such a Kajabi super fan for so many years and, you know, tout it and come visit you guys at headquarters and everything is, is because going into that rabbit hole, those rabbit holes where it's not my zone of genius, yet it's laid out clearly enough so that I can figure it out has been so important. So basically a lot of my biggest struggles have been around the stuff that I use Kajabi for, like my mailing list, like my website, like the landing pages, like the funnels. Yeah. So it's really interesting, like the, the journey that you went on to kind of I guess get to this point. You were you you knew you wanted Kajabi before Kajabi actually even <laughs> existed. Like you are on the waiting list. It's really interesting. Ed. I know this is thinking back a ways, but was there anything that you anticipated that like didn't come to fruition like out the gate that you were expecting Kajabi to solve for you? Like what was it that actually kind of inspired you to take that, you know, to get on the waiting list? I mean, this has been true for a number of years, but there are so many advertisements out there that you can just scroll through Instagram and Facebook and it says launch and make a hundred thousand dollars in one launch. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what, everybody? Just so you know, I've never had a single launch where I've made a hundred K yet. Just so you know. And my business is really successful. So I guess, you know, if there were a magic Kajabi pill that allowed each of us to make a hundred K every time we launched anything, that would be amazing. I guess I wanted that solved for me. But I think I actually appreciate the journey I've been on more and the incremental growth. And, you know, one thing that's really hard for me to do as the visionary in my business, as the person who's looking for 
forward is go backwards and look at the data. I have to bring other people in to take a look at like, what were the open rates on the emails? Um, you know, how many people engaged with this offer? It's just, it's just not where my brain wants to go. So that's another piece that I often need help with and, um, need just, you know, support to go back and, and close the loop. But I would say, I would say, you know, I've really, my, honestly, my business has worked because I've been willing to work inside my zones of competency and excellence and not only inside my zone of genius. Okay. Well, I'd love to kind of just zoom in there a little bit further, uh, back in the time machine, like when you were just getting started out, let's maybe like think back to, I mean, your first launch, or I don't know, I don't know even how you like took your, your course to market. Can you share a little bit more about like what that looked like that that whole process of from idea to this is now going out there? So I do remember. So, you know, I told you what the curriculum of that first class was. I I sat down one day, I must have, I bet it was in a Google Drive document. I just like wrote the whole thing out. I suddenly brain dumped, like I just knew what the whole class was. And then it was just really a question of, okay, what tools do I need to get it out there? Of course, another thing is producing it. And that's actually something that as someone with a background in theater and film, that's the part I love. I love hiring a director of photography and, you know, um, like formatting the script and working with a producer and all that. So that was something I was able to do. And the next step really was to film the course and then sit with Kajabi and upload it. And in the meantime, the way that I funded all of this is actually I ran a Kickstarter. So I asked people if they would pre-purchase the course through my Kickstarter. And then once it was done, I would deliver it to them. So that's actually how I got up off the ground. And I'm pretty sure on that Kickstarter, this was a lot of money to me at the time. This was in um, 20. 15, 16. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I made like six, seven, eight thousand dollars, something in that range. And I was able to, you know, pay my producer and my director of photography well and have a really fun time renting an Airbnb to have a set. And um, yeah, it was just, it was actually pretty, considering other processes I've been through in my life, it was a pretty easy process. And a couple months later, I shipped it out to everyone and said, and I actually wrote a jingle for the class. It went like this it went, How your voice works. So I sent it out <laughs> to everyone and they received it. And that's, that's how I launched my first class. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I love, I love that you validated the idea and you essentially established product market fit before you had a product. Like yeah. of, of all the commonalities that I, that I hear throughout, you know, just this podcast, as well as just a, a customers that, that speak with us, getting and establishing your audience seems to be truly crucial and critical and key to your success. Obviously that worked for you kind of setting yourself up you're a little bit further down the process than some of the people we've interviewed so far. Is that kind of remained to be true throughout, you know, continued development of products and new launches? Has that process kind of remained to be consistent? Yes. And I'm so glad you mentioned it because I would be remiss if I didn't say that the hardest part about running an online business is finding the people who care about your online business, who want to engage with you. And so I really have found that it's been incremental. Um, I've gotten to the point in my business now where when I'm doing doing a masterclass, like when I'm doing the free open class before my annual rounds of... I have two courses now. I have Release Your Voice, which is the vocal health class. And I have Authentic Voice Academy, which is the confidence, presence, get yourself out there, nervous system retraining class. And that one actually starts really soon. And um, when I do free masterclasses, I now do advertise. I put advertising dollars behind things. I run social media ads. Um, I have a team helping me get the class out there in front of people. But 
that certainly was not the case at the beginning. It was like literally thinking of every Facebook group I could post in, writing to my colleagues, um, posting in, you know, listservs that I was a part of, just like anything I could scrappily do. And and the reality is like, it's incremental. It was incremental. And it was a different process too, to get from, you know, 500 people on my mailing list to a thousand. And then it kind of feels different when you're going from like 2000 to 5000. And it's been a whole different ballgame to go from 5000 up to about 10k, which is where I am now. Okay, so uh, maybe you could, uh, I was kind of just scrolling through and looking through some of the notes, um, kind of on your journey. Uh, I I didn't touch on any of this in your intro, but uh, just pulling a few of these few of these things out, you've worked with Broadway stars, politicians, CEOs, fortune 500 companies, where in the that process did that come in? Like, I imagine like when you started, you weren't doing that, or maybe you were like, where, where in the process did that come in? Well, the coolest part is that some of my earliest clients, my fellow peeps that I was doing theater with back in the day, a decade ago, they're now major Broadway stars. So it's really cool to say I've worked with Broadway stars and I worked with them when I knew them back when. And um, yeah, politicians has been like a really fun, like I, I was actually working on a New York City mayoral campaign at one point. I've gone down the you know direction of working with lawyers and like I tend to get to go into lots of different industries because everyone has a voice. And now a huge part of what I do is that I do work in companies as a consultant. I do workshops or longer form training. And it's really interesting because even if I don't necessarily have those folks watch my courses or like watch the content that I have in Kajabi, everything that I've done to put my course content together becomes really relevant. Like for instance, I have in my mini course that anyone can just land on my website and and take the Find Your Voice Speak Your Truth free mini course. I have a PDF that talks you through how to figure out how you're feeling at any time so you can express it. And I'm constantly adapting that PDF and bringing it around to my corporate clients. So it's really every part of my business serves every other part of my business. It's really exciting. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to jump around a little bit. I kind of want to go back to, I guess, like kind of earlier on the process, like what was the biggest flop? What didn't work for you? Oh my goodness. What a, I'm so happy to answer that question. I mean, before <laughs> I was ever online, thank you for asking that question. It's so important. Before I was ever online, I spent years teaching two to four people in a room in Los Angeles, like just literally in like a theater, people would show up with their yoga mat under one arm. And I would ask them to bring a cushion for the weird exercises we were doing where they had to put their legs in the air and make noise. And like, you know, that wasn't necessarily a failure, but as someone who likes to reach many people spending, you know, the early days working with two people was like, oh, this is like, I want something bigger than this. But at the same time, those two people, and I can go back to them right now and thank them, were so formative in helping me understand what I taught and what I wanted to share. And, you know, I've had honestly, I countless because I haven't counted times that I tried to enroll programs and no one signed up, workshops where no one signed up. Like that's totally a thing. I also have had times even more recently where I've invested a decent amount of money in, you know, getting leads into the free thing. And then the conversion rate winds up pretty low. Like that's just something that can happen. And I mean, especially actually part of that has been COVID, right? That people are like, I can do the free thing, but I unfortunately can't invest right now. So I've been seeing much lower conversion rates over the past year. Um, That being said, the people who do make the leap to sign up for my courses um, have been incredible and I've gotten so much out of it. And the whole business is growing regardless. And, you know, also like sometimes I submit myself for outside opportunities 
like, I want to speak in this place or, um, and you know, I get rejected. Like there's constant failures in my business. People don't see that, but even just, you know, wanting to work with a certain client or a certain company and the funding falls through or whatever it is. And, um, it's just, it's important for me to accept that not everything is going to feel like a total and complete success. Yeah. And I think that's actually really inspiring in a way, like knowing where you are at on the journey. And I don't know if we, how, how, how much you want to get into this, like how, just how successful you are on the platform. <laughs> um, but sure. uh, share what you will with that, because I think that like paints the a really important picture because you, you're, you're probably much farther along than a lot of, well, a lot of people maybe who are listening and to hear, hear it from you and to hear about these failures, to hear about the, the launches where you hear the crickets and nobody mm-hmm. shows up and to hear how that, you know, has happened to you over this journey, as well as maybe even to some degree, even up to this day, I think is incredibly validating, if nothing else. It, it's it's a good reason to keep pushing through. So first of all, like uh, share what you want to share, like where, where yeah. do you feel you're at in the journey? So I am, I, I'm, my whole thing is speaking my truth. So I'm very happy to share honestly and vulnerably with you about this. So I have made hundreds of thousands of dollars on the platform. Like I said, I've never had a hundred K launch, so not in a single launch. Like I said, I have 10,000 people on my mailing list. I have hundreds of students in my courses. Like I'm, I'm really, really grateful for the reach and success I've had thus far. I've really, as I said, I've, I've been full-time for now. It's four years. I've been really devoted to growing this business. It is, it is my primary purpose in life. It's been wonderful and important to always come back to a place of checking in with the people who are actually showing up and asking them, am I providing you what you need? Are you getting the training that you thought you were going to get here? Are you getting the training you thought you were going to get here plus more? But something I actually wanted to share on this podcast is that two years ago, just before, like, I guess it was a year before the pandemic or so two and a half years ago, um, I was super excited as, you know, super supporter of Kajabi to fly to Irvine and attend the Impact Summit that you guys held. And I remember thinking going into Impact Summit, I was like, oh man, like there's going to be so many amazing course creators in that room. So many people who have been doing this for longer than me, who are so far ahead, who have, you know, like tens of thousands of people on their mailing list, which at that point was my goal. And like, I'm just, I'm going to have so much to learn from being in this environment. And the biggest thing that struck me being in that big hotel ballroom with everyone, it it, just watching all the amazing presentations and being surrounded by fellow course creators was, oh my goodness, I'm not behind. I'm ahead. I thought that I was, you know, like trying to swim to catch up to the wave. Yeah. And when I was in that room, I was like, oh, I'm at the crest of the wave. This is just starting. Yeah. I mean, definitely from a timing perspective, but also it kind of reminds me, I I, I don't want to misattribute this one, but I, I think it's Michelle Obama talks about like someone who questioned her when she, uh, you know, when her husband went into office, uh, like, what's it like being in this room with all of these powerful men? And her answer was, again, paraphrase something of the sort. I realized they weren't all that smart. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> kind of what it reminds me of, not to say that nobody else was smart, but I think, you know, when you come into those places, you ultimately realize just it's sometimes it's a validating factor. You really see how yeah. far you've came and as well as maybe you identified a few opportunities um, from others who've ran into things that you haven't ran into. There's always things we can, of course, learn. So speaking of learning, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. I'd love to know, like we've, we've been talking for a few minutes now, um, what's something that I can do throughout this process to maybe make my 
myself sound more confident or, or any area, I guess. How would you approach this? Yeah. So, okay. I'm, I'm so glad we get to do an exercise together. So, um, th- one of the things, so, so we're recording, obviously I'm, I'm on the East coast. You're on the West coast. We're recording across time and space. And this is actually obviously very prominent these days. So there are more of us functioning like course creators. And so we can imagine looking into each other's eyes, but we're not exactly quite doing it. But on an energetic vibrational level, our vibrations are reaching each other. And that's how we are creating meaning and communicating with each other. So what I like to have people envision is that whatever space you want your voice to impact, picture it like a bubble and picture everything that you want your impact to reach being inside that like spherical bubble. So right now, Jared, you're on my screen. I'm picturing that there's a bubble between me and my computer, right? And what we want to start to do is breathe that space so that our energy gets synced up with the amount of space. And then if you think about any, we could even do a little like goofy kind of, you know, voice exercise, which is like you could hum and practice like, is my voice, is my hum reaching that space? Hmm. 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 Right. Which is different than you feel free to hum too, Jared, if you want to. Oh boy. <laughs> Beautiful. And, <laughs> and as opposed to like, you know, if I'm, if I'm not letting my voice reach you, my hum might be like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not actually getting out. Right. So we have to, um, let our eyes and our kinesphere take in the space that we want to fill in order for our voice to speak to fill that space. And that's why I like to refer to volume. Like a lot of people come to me and they're like, Alyssa, I don't think I'm loud enough. And I say, well, another word for loudness is volume. And what we really just did as we were talking right now is we increased our volume, like in the sense of, you know, the physics um, formula of a container, right? When your volume of what you're taking in is bigger, then your voice will sound louder and more confident. And obviously there are, you know, people like Beyonce inside, uh, you know, mega auditorium or Colosseum that can do this. And of course, with the help of amplification, but make no mistake, the reason we show up to see someone like Beyonce in a venue like that is because she is energetically with her bubble, holding everyone in the space and making it exciting for you to feel her energy while you're there. Yeah. How, how important is that when you're you're recording, a, like recording your course, for example? It's so important and it's the same thing. And basically what you do is you just switch the Colosseum for the, green dot light on your computer, right? Or the red blinking light or whatever it is. Um, It's so important. We can either cut off our energy from reaching our audience. We can also, by the way, push our energy, like force our energy, bombard our audience with our energy. But we want what we want to do is find a middle space where we're truly present, where we're both giving and receiving energy. And people feel like they're really connected to us through our voice, through our energy, through our vibration. Very nice. Well, this is definitely something that I know a lot of people who are exploring the space will will benefit from mm-hmm. uh, recording is certainly something that does not come natural, uh, at least to me personally. I've I, I've had to do this. Uh, I actually, ironically enough, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, I started off with kind of a fear of recording. Um, started doing all these recur- re- internal recordings for well over a year um, of just 
doing this over and over again. Um, so it's uh, it's something that undoubtedly our, our course creators, anyone who's recording, whether it's a podcast like this or creating their course, uh, will be incredibly useful to. So yeah, I guess uh, jumping back into kind of y- your story, I'd love to kind of understand more about like, where are you at today? Like what's kind of next on the horizon for you? Yeah. So um, my business has many layers now. Um, one of them is that I have a podcast as well called Find Your Voice, Speak Your Truth. And so I speak to people about their practice being truthful and honest and using their voice fully and expressively. Um, I also have a community, which is um, we have a, a whole voice body connection process that we do to find our voice and speak our truth. So the community is a place where we can practice that. It's like a, a membership. And then I also have courses, like I said. And now some of the stuff that I'm really starting to focus on is training other voice body connection certified teachers, which of course then feeds back into the community that I'll have fellow teachers working with me to help spread the community. And my vision for that is that, you know, in not too many years, I hope that we'll have an app and it'll be the type of thing where like, you know, not exactly yoga, not exactly a cycling app, but you can sign on and spend 20 minutes doing a live voice and movement warm up with us. And by the way, there's a version of it happening right now. So come to my website, check it out. You can do it now. But that's that's my vision. And um, so voice body connection is really turning into this like beautiful thing that's bigger than me. And also what's then exciting about it is, is that frees me up to be able to do the speaking, the workshops, the writing the book, the recording an album stuff that is part of my own creative practice. So it's exciting. That's great. Uh, jumping back, uh, is, is yoga still a part of this? I know your original DBA was and yoga. Is and exactly. yoga still a part? Yeah, yeah, it very much is. I mean, if you come to one of our warmups, like I'll ask you to inhale and reach your arms to the air and you'll be like, am I in a yoga class right now? And then I'll be like, <laughs> and now blow through your lips and you'll be like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so it's just a combination of all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So um, looking back, uh, would you, what, what would you tell yourself? Like what, what would you tell five years ago-ish or maybe six years ago, Alyssa, when you were just getting started? Yeah. So that story that I told you, the realization that hit me in the, um, in the room at impact summit about like, I'm not behind, I'm actually ahead. I would tell myself that I tell so many of my students and clients that you're not behind. You're actually, you're doing it right now. So good work your head. Um, another thing I would say to myself is just like one thing at a time, one step at a time, just, you know, figure out one issue, one problem, one surmount, one, uh, one triumph at a time. I imagine that your answer may be the same or similar, um, to the similar question, but, uh, (laughs) anything that you would share with a, aspiring entrepreneur, someone who's looking to get into your space um, or, or any space, really, what advice, what tips would you have for someone just starting out? Well, I think the really beautiful thing about being a human being is that we are all experts just by virtue of living our lives and going through whatever the pattern and form of our individual unique life is. We become an expert on probably multiple things. So a lot of times the resistance to starting a business, like, you know, what someone would do on Kajabi, putting your out there, putting your expertise out there is like, I'm not an expert. Other people can do this better. Why should I bother? But the reality is there's literally no one who has the knowledge you have. So in fact, when you hide and don't put it out there, you're depriving people who could benefit from your unique perspective, your unique knowledge. You're not letting them have access to that. And so I think for me, that's the most important pep talk is to say, if you have a desire to 
do this, then that's actually, that's like a, I like to think of that as like a universal compass being like that way. That's your purpose. That's your direction. I say, do it. If there's like the deep rumbling in your gut and your soul to do this, then welcome to the club, my friend. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. I I couldn't have orchestrated a a better, more inspirational answer had I tried. uh, It's one of my favorite things to get on a soapbox and say, thank you for asking me. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, to kind of uh, bring, wrap this back around for anyone who is interested in learning a little bit more about this, uh, who wants to go even deeper than we did uh, today. uh, How do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So my website is voicebodyconnection.com. And there's lots of things on that website. You will find both that mini course that I spoke about before, um, as well as information about the upcoming masterclass that I'm teaching, which is called Speaking Your Truth Doesn't Make You Unprofessional. Um, That's a really important topic to me to talk about how we can put ourselves out there genuinely and authentically. We don't need to create a facade and we're able to actually connect with people better that way. So head to my website if you want to sign up for the free masterclass, which is on September 8th. And also So just engage with any of the other offerings that I have there. And then you can find me on Instagram at voicebodyalyssa. And Alyssa is spelled E-L-I-S-S-A. And we also have a Facebook group, which is the Voice Body Connection community. Very good. Well, thank you again for joining us today, Alyssa, and sharing so many cool tips and techniques uh, for all of these entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Very good. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Thank you all so much for listening to us. would really appreciate as always, if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, it really helps us out in getting this message out to more and more entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. Thank you again for listening. And we look forward to seeing you all next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.